Hello, and welcome to the STC Fit Learning Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Jason Galea, and I'll be joined by Ben Scott. Thanks for joining us on our way to creating 1 million positive outcomes in personal training by 2030. The podcast is brought to you by STC Fit Learning's Coaches Collective, a premium business mentoring service for PTs who want to attract the clients they want, earn a higher income, and have a long, sustainable fitness career. If you enjoy the episode, please like, share, and subscribe on YouTube and your favorite podcasting platform. A five-star review goes a long way to helping us reach more people just like you. Hope you enjoy the episode. We don't put a sheet over the person, like the whole person. That's still alive. Yeah. And bleeding. Yeah. Would you just hide under the Yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. So <laughs> that stuff would happen on the regular. Yeah. You just never hear about it. My mate saw a, a pole, a light pole fall down and hit somebody. And then, yeah, it's just everyone just kind of crowded around and blankets went up and that person that went out. And you never heard of it. Never heard oh, about it ever again. It's wild. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's nuts. Yes. Yeah. It's pretty much on the regular i think all the housemates i lived in everyone had had an accident but it's yep. just like just the regular schmegular deal every yeah. single day that on the scooter i hope my yeah. wife never listens to this when we go to bali like i always want to get a scooter my wife's like real you know yeah. work, always thinks about it's good always thinks about the worst case <laughs> scenarios and those kind of things but i'm the total opposite like what could possibly happen yeah um so she's like do you reckon we'll get a scooter this time and i'm like are you gonna let me get a scooter She's like, oh, maybe. So if yeah. you, she listens to this, I'm never going to be, scooter again. To be covered by your insurance, you have to have a motorbike license here. Yeah. And if you don't and you fall off yes, and sir. it's $11,000 to fly you home. Yeah. Mm. I feel like um, you buy travel insurance thinking like having that safety net that you're covered. Yeah. And when you buy any insurance. Yeah. You're not covered, no. like, because they're gonna do even if like they're gonna do absolutely everything they can yeah. to like find some you know twist in the in, yeah, yeah that's it some twist in the language yeah. and be like oh okay so you're on your own here bro yeah but to look at the bright side like top three experiences of my life has to include riding on a scooter midday sun's shining on you yeah you yeah. know passing by all the topless people who are all also online coaches there yeah just yeah <laughs> like blasting music it's honestly a great feeling so yeah. i don't care about insurance when i'm living my best <laughs> life in bali um i hope my mum's not listening to that yeah. <laughs> yeah you're never going back yeah. Yeah. <laughs> i remember when we went to greece and we were getting motor motorbikes to ride around the islands and my mate has didn't have a license because he lost it here drag yeah. racing a police officer drunk <laughs> didn't know that the other egg you on and yeah, then yeah do. so he took the bait obviously and then the guy's like what do you get a mo- what do you get a motorbike he's like i don't know license he goes i don't care he's like here you go no helmet no nothing it's just Send a different it. life yeah nice no no worrying about the consequences just trading currency Off you're on your own mate personal responsibility yeah how refreshing mm-hmm. we we drove we drove sensibly though yeah. Because I think that's the difference as well. Like we went in a, you know, those like ATV trips that you do. Mm-hmm. So we're in Thailand, obviously, boys yeah. going for a Thailand trip. <laughs> and um, we were like fishtailing the bikes on the on the road, on yeah. the dirt road. And then my mate like just hung it out too hard and then and then turned the other way and then went too hard. And then he just flipped and just went over. I've never seen like a hundred kilo dude spring yeah. off the ground. So cool. And I'm like, you okay? And he's like, oh, don't worry about me. He's like... Let's worry about okay? the bike. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it costs like 300 bucks. That's not too bad. Yeah, because you just yeah. scratch the sides. Four wheelers trap you though. That's the... Yeah. You end up underneath them. Because you think you can... You know. Yeah, no, but they when they roll... They oh, roll sorry. On oh, on you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Like a two-wheeler, yeah. you're just like... It was pretty... Leg, it's okay. But. It was pretty spectacular. Like, I was behind him. <laughs> fuck, man. It just, like, big flung this man. massive dude off it. Like, just, I've never seen a hundred kilo dude. He's a big, big boy. Yeah, yeah. Just wow. fly in the air. And he yeah. just dusted himself off? After yeah, I'd take a lot to break this dude. He's big. Oh, yeah, yeah. he's big bone. He's got big hips. You know, yeah. Nick? Yeah, yeah. He's a, yeah. He's a fridge. Yeah, so... Yeah, not even an ATV can stop him. Nah, nah. They'd take something pretty special to stop him, I reckon. Yeah, right. Especially on a lad's trip. Yeah. Yeah. We're already rolling. So welcome, okay. Mary. Hello. First podcast. Welcome. Yes. Excited? Yeah, man. Yeah? Yeah. Good. I feel like I've come around full circle. Started from the bottom. Now there we go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with the big boys. Yeah, that's cool. Yep. Um, so I figured we'd start the podcast just with like where you were before we met. Mm. Like how, I don't even know like how long you were a trainer for or remember what your business looked like before, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Um, and then we'll get into the exciting stuff, which is... Like you said, living your best life in yeah. Bali. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I was pretty green when we met. Um, mm. In fact, when I started, you're still my working, business, hey? Yeah. Yeah, still working for like a normal job. Wait, oh, yeah, just quit. Oh, um, when we yeah, were, yeah, yeah. No, well, I had just started Snatched, um, and I think I got put onto this podcast within like the first three months. Yeah. Um, so Lucky you. Yeah, well. yeah. I, I feel like that gave me the boost I needed. Yeah, just fast track through the first year. Um, but now, even like before I started the business, I was always pretty like nerdy, you know, studied physiology at Melbourne Uni, did all of that. Um, another person with a degree. That I know. Everyone we invite has that, make you, has that make you feel, You know ben? what I've decided? Ben, ben gets a bit like, Yeah, yeah. well, I you mean, he's I've got decided? 50K less hex debt to pay. And, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. yeah, I've decided true. that I can run with all of these guests that we bring in that have degrees, so maybe that's a positive. That's how yeah. I yeah. flip it now. Yeah. Got a seat at the it table. It makes me feel yeah. better about myself. I'm still paying mine off if that makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, you know, I had the aspiration of being like a doctor, physiotherapist. Um, but then halfway through my degree, I was like, yeah, nah, don't see myself studying for another six years and, yeah. you know, doing crazy long contact hours. So like everyone else in my degree who didn't get into med were like, corporate job. <laughs> so that's yeah. pretty much what corporate I did. Corporate job with debt. Yeah. Yes. Perfect mix. Yeah. I know. So minimum wage, got to climb up that ladder, you know, working long hours. I did it. And that was kind of the goal to um, basically become a manager. So I got a job at a tech startup, which honestly was fantastic. Like really put me in a position where I could grow a business very quickly. So I was in like a, a customer facing role, like B2B sales. So I was selling software. And in that role, like you really have to focus on value-based selling. So it's not yep. just like sleazy car salesman, you know, yep. it's like, okay, I've got to actually underst yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna understand you, your problems, your business and yeah. like build that rapport, obviously focusing on building systems, educational resources. So already there's so many parallels between what I was doing in that role and what I'm doing now. Yep. Um, so yeah, I did that. And then I was the youngest manager at that company. By the time I turned 22, I got promoted and I'm like, aha, I made it. So why do I feel so freaking unfulfilled? Yeah, you know, yeah. I was like, this job is great. The culture is great. Love the opportunities. It's just not for me. And I just yeah. started developing that dread. I'm like, okay, what, what am I going to do now? And then I was like, okay, people are out here online, starting businesses, making hell of money, uncapped potential. Why not me? You know? Yeah. So I was like, okay, let's play to my strengths. And at that point I had already undergone my own transformation. I'd like lost 15 kilos, got really into weightlifting. I mean, I wasn't very good at it, but I still loved it. <laughs> you know? um, so that yeah. sounds like my life. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't know why I'm talking past tense, right? <laughs> um, no, nah, but I like had already developed such a strong passion for it. I had my own coach and whatnot. 
And I thought I was pretty good at dealing with people. So mm. I was like, okay, play to my strengths, start mm. this business. And even then I was kind of playing small. Like I didn't think much besides, oh, I'll have five or six girls or do it on the side, do it on weekends whilst I keep this corporate job. And then lockdown hit. So that kind of reinforced that mindset of I'll just be playing small, right? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of when I got put onto this podcast. And, you know, one of the things that stood out to me was that ownership mindset of there are so many people leaving the industry, but just as many coming in. Mm. It just comes down to what you choose because it is a decision. Are you going to win and get with the times and shift mm. online or are you going to die out and, and phase out like all these old school PTs? Um, so, yeah, I've always seen myself as the winner. Um, not that competitive, like definitely not Ben Scott over here, but, um, <laughs> you know, I'm just like, okay, well, there, there's no reason why I can't get a seat at the table. So I said, okay, let's go all in. And, um, so yeah, I started creating content, growing my socials. I didn't have TikTok at the time. I was pretty skeptical about it. Um, but yeah, I did decently on Instagram and managed to basically replace my salary six months in. Yes. Yeah. And that's when I started standout PT, quit yeah. my job. And it kind of shifted into full time and um, yeah, taking my business to that next level, developing systems, yada, yada. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where I am today. Oh, actually, no, that's where I was at that time. Today, it's a lot further down the track. But um, ar around that time, I started working with a lot of um, young women who were coming to me from this background of, you know, everyone's got a coach now mm. and they're all part of these eight week challenges. And it was also around the time of like the clout coaches coming up. Yeah. on instagram you know like big booty big yeah. following buy my program or join this massive intake yeah. of you know cookie cutter challenges stuff, yeah. yeah yeah which is really really big at the time so i found that a lot of girls that had done these challenges and you know subscribed to these apps and stuff were gravitating towards me and so i was finding that it was like a lot of common issues mm. you know like meal plan junkies you know don't really know how to assess their own technique, aren't really independent, you know, just waiting for someone to tell them what to do, yep. basically. Um, and had fallen for the smokes and mirrors of eight week before and after pictures. Like, oh my God, how can she look like an Instagram model in eight weeks, you know? Yeah. Um, so yeah, I found that that was kind of becoming my niche yep. without really expecting it. Um, and yeah, I guess I just kind of wanted to undo a lot of the damage that comes off the back of that mentality mm. you know so i had started taking on a lot of girls um started working from the ground up um and also at the same time um kind of understanding more about their problems and that's kind of where i discovered what my specialty was which is basically working with women who have done those fads have done those challenges and they see it for what it is um yeah. it's not a transformation because it doesn't last yeah. you can't yeah. really call it transformation if it isn't there to yeah stay. the after the after photo right yeah, 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 exactly. So they typically tend to be women that are a little bit older, like 24, 25, you know, mm. usually when you're 19. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean... A little bit older. A bit older. <laughs> I'm 24. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, when I say older, We're I mean... We're wise, all right, not old. <laughs> the Yodas, the Yodas of the industry. But yeah, essentially when I say older, just when you enter that realm of i want to coach and i want to transform my physique you're yeah. about what 18 19 yeah and you're the kind of person no offense sometimes that you could be even younger now yeah, yeah. crazy like with socials yeah. and stuff like yeah you get, you find, your, find you get a tiktok account or a facebook account at like 15 yeah yeah exactly yeah it's a big that's a long journey yeah we are old yeah. you're off the hook now 
No, I processed it like that. Yeah. And I, to be fair, like when I started, I was 18 and I fell for the exact same things that all yeah. these girls are. So that's why it's like, okay, after you've gone through the trauma and you kind of know, you come out through from the other side, you're probably around 23, 24 at that point. Yeah. Of course, if you're 19 and you don't see it the way everyone else in your age group does, happy days, probably yeah. great fit for Snatched. But um, yeah, usually older women um, who are ready to um, focus on building the foundations before they get the physique and yeah. you know they value you know that holistic transformation of mind and body essentially just a woman who wants to build her house on cement not sand yeah yeah you know it's interesting I, I feel like at that age group and beyond people start to get to a point where it's like they're not only training to look hot at the club or on instagram or whatever like they found something else some kind of reward that they get from training like they they actually like the training element there's some mm. something else that sets off for them they're like no i want to do this for a long period of time mm. whereas like the the transformation thing is like oh, i just like want to look mm. hot or like for it's the guys, it's like, too. Yeah. i want to get laid or whatever it's yeah like, now just guys come in on your biceps yeah. awesome but that's like it's, it's get a beard and get big but get like get relatively muscular it's yeah like fucking all you get is like men yeah talking to you. <laughs> it's, like, it's not a good idea so if you guys that's think true. that's the way to go yeah. Trust me, doesn't work. Yeah, but I feel like at that point you've sort of found something else that the gym gives you. Hundred percent. That even if you are pursuing a physical outcome, still, we talk about that a lot. But mm. there's there's an element of something else that's happening. Yeah, and I think it just goes to show what you define as confidence as you shift from an eighteen year old to twenty four year old. Yeah. Like yeah. you associate a good aesthetic with giving you that self esteem, but mm. then when you realize that you know being someone who like says. What uh, does sorry? What they say they'll do. Yeah. Someone who you know can progress in all elements of life, and that really feeds their soul. Yeah. Um, and recognizing that you're building stamina that translates to other areas of your life mm. because of the gym. Mm. Um, that's what builds true self confidence. Yeah. Um, yeah. and if you can recognize that, you're already like set apart from everyone else, and you're probably going to be the person that does get the aesthetics as a byproduct and keeps it. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. I love when people come on and say exactly how I think. Yeah, it's good. Maybe we should get some people to disagree. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, I could play we'll the devil's we'll, advocate. We'll, we'll have to get a group, like a group challenge, uh, yeah, John, at some point, just yeah. to, so we can argue with them. They won't come. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to be like, oh, so really interesting. We really enjoy these eight week challenges. Yeah, and then tell us here, it's like, all right, so you fucked up by coming. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's sick. So yeah, I think it's funny. I, my favorite thing is when someone comes on, and they're like, oh, I'm like doing this part-time and i've got another job and i'm like my mm. first question is like okay how much do you need to make to quit mm. it's like how big was that for you because we talk about like no plan b a lot yeah how big was it for you to be like all right the safety check with the sick leave and the holiday pay mm. and yeah. the- especially during the pandemic yeah. as well it's like yeah it was scary my my family my friends everyone's like you're stupid if you quit mm. you know and i also think it comes from that mentality like I'm wog, you know, I'm not a doctor. I've already disappointed to my family. <laughs> you know? So like to become like to have a pretty respectable job in, you know, the tech world yeah. um, and being a manager to quitting it to become a PT. Like obviously there's still that negative connotation. Yeah. Um, Especially at online PT. Exactly. What do you do? Do you do Zoom calls and follow people around the gym? Yeah. How does this like work? do you watch people do burpees? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, which I think like I've come a long way with my family, like, I understand where they came from. Mm. You know, it was more of that risk um, mi- minimization. But it, yeah. I thought of it as, okay, well, I'm not really fulfilled in my job. And mm. if I don't take this risk now when I have no kids, no responsibility, whilst I'm still young, when am I going to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I've always 
come from the mindset of you always regret the things you don't do. Mm. Um, so yeah, I definitely had my doubts, but I knew that I had to go all in if I was going to grow this thing. And I'm glad that I did. I mean, yeah. yeah, I think I had a really successful first year. Definitely like lots of blessings in that, but I didn't expect to grow. But I don't think it would have happened if I didn't invest the time, you know, yeah. invest in mentorships like Standout PT, you know. Yeah. So it's not like I did alone. Definitely had a lot of help. Yeah. yeah. I, I feel like, and we, I want to get to like the blow up, but I yeah. think a lot of people hear like, oh, Mary popped, like, would you hear like three videos that all went to like 80,000 views or something in like a week? Is that right? On TikTok? Yeah. Uh, yeah, I've got one, like my most viewed videos are between like two and 500,000. Yeah. Yeah. But there was one at the start, I think there was like 80 or something, like your first one that just blew up. Yeah. Yeah. I upset some people with that one though. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah but that was the one. Yeah. I think it's on a lot more now, like yeah. probably double, but yeah. Yeah. So I think like, like we tell the guys, like this is the model, this is the system that you need to follow and we've seen mary pop and like blow up and have all these inquiries come through and they're like oh it's just luck it's just whatever it's like well no because mm. you had to have the system in place beforehand to capitalize on it and i've heard yeah. like lots of coaches and remember we did the episode with thomas Lilly, and he was mm. like he had a hundred online clients like five years ago before it was even a thing Shit. and he was like i fucked it up because yeah, I didn't have, have a system. I didn't have any systems in place to manage all of these yeah. clients were coming. So heaps of them were really unhappy with the service. Mm. But I think the benefit for you is like you cut your teeth for that year and then even listening to you speak now, like how well you know your client, who yeah. you work with, the problems they have, all of that kind of stuff to then be like, okay, this is what I need to have in place to serve them. So when all of a sudden I get all of these inquiries in a week. You're ready. It's, it's all there. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that. Like, I definitely felt like I had the systems and I knew who my client was, but like, I definitely had a lot of learnings from that blow up where mm. I had all these inquiries and I recognized that quality was so much better and, and more important to me than um, quantity. Yeah. yeah. Um, so yeah, I definitely had my phase where I was like, okay, wait a minute. Am I actually getting fulfillment out of these clients? Am I actually able to help them? Yeah. Um, mm. So yeah, I definitely think it's a double-edged sword. The, you know quote-unquote blow up because yeah. you're getting a lot of people in but if you don't have a proper screening <coughs> process yeah um and you're just letting everyone through the sieve yeah. you know yeah um you end up burning out and that's essentially what yeah. happened to me um yep. so yeah i think there's a fine balance you got to find that tipping point though like i think everyone's found it like i was talking to one of my boys the other day and i'm like he's like oh, how many clients do you have and i said oh this many now but i said it's been mm. it's been this many and i'm like but that's not always a good thing yeah because it's like you said you just can't give them what you like to give yeah can't give them that energy that that you know troubleshooting and the detail yeah just the way you operate you know even for yourself too like i think i said to you like the coolest thing about my coaching business right now every single person on my roster i would have coffee with Mm. on a weekend yeah like and that's to me like that's when you talk about fulfillment, mm. it's fucking awesome. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Like I, I had a guy ask me during the week, like, how do you fucking do all this? Like coach and podcast and this and this. It's like, well, the coaching element is because I like all my clients. So mm-hmm. it's fun. Like this is fun. So I think mm. it's, there's more to people that are, like you said, that clout chasing kind of yeah. model. It's like just because you get the followers, the engagement, the whatever doesn't mean you're going to be fulfilled either. hundred percent. Like I had what, 40 or so clients and I thought, oh, I've made it, you know, 
I was so unhappy mm. and I literally had to like, like now I say no more than I say yes. Like I purposely don't want to have that many people on yeah. uh, my team because of that fulfillment. Also, like I care about impact and connection. They're like two of my core values. And I'm like, I will happily sacrifice the extra moolah if it means that I have that. Yeah. Um, so yeah. And it means that you can raise your prices you can um, focus on quality service as well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it also gives you like kind of that desirability, I think is really good in business. as well, yeah. Yeah, because yeah. people are like, oh, well, she's not taking just anyone. Yeah. And it almost makes them want to fit that ideal profile, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and that's something I didn't learn until after I had all of this attention and all of these people apply. And I just thought, oh, that's it, you know, yeah. job's done. Yeah. But I was like, okay, wait, this is actually just the beginning. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think if you're a new coach, you kind of are in that position where you have to take on everyone. Yeah. But I think through that, you then start to, you know, um, find your niche within a niche. Yeah. You got to learn who the person is Mm. as well. Like I, like when I started coaching, I was like, Oh, I want to work with other dudes that want to get jacked. And then like five years into my career, it's like, Oh, actually I have a full book of girls who want to get strong. It's like, Mm. how did this, and it's really fun. Okay, we'll, we'll just mm. pursue that. Yeah. So I think like working with lots of different people at the start um, is the only way that you can actually figure out who exactly. you work well with. Yeah, because it's not necessarily just going to be people like you, which I think most people, most trainers come in like wanting to just train themselves. Mm. And then they yeah. realize that like, oh, it's actually like I've got some dudes super shredded and stuff. It's like, yeah, it was just I gave them the macros and they did it. Yeah, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Yeah. It's not, it's not that rewarding. It's not that fulfilling. Yeah, it's spot on. For some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry, Jason. For me, yeah, yeah. Glad I get the, like, I get the same reward from like seeing someone on the platform that you get from someone on stage. Mm. It's like it's yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's identifying what that is, what 100%. that feeling is. Mm. Yeah. So what was? Do you remember what the tipping point was to be like? Fuck corporate. It's time to go. Was there a mm. like Mufasa came in the clouds and said, like, <laughs> he spoke to Mary, me. <laughs> it's his time. Yeah. Um, I think I was just discovering myself and my personality. Yep. I mean, I was what, 21, 22? Sorry, I just realized that Mary's 24 and she probably doesn't even get the Mufasa reference. No, I do. Yes. Come on. Yes. That's no, the I feel first like movie that's I the cried fringe. in. I feel like the fringe. fringe. Yeah. Below that, All right. you say Simpsons jokes and shit, and people are like, yeah. What are you talking about? Yeah. Well, to be fair, Lion King came out the year I was born, but like I still had that child. I still had dial-up yeah. internet, guys. Look, you've said some There's shit, and people go like, "What the fuck are you yeah. saying?" So we yeah. just don't know where that line yeah, is. So yeah. obviously, like you're just above it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm Sorry. like kind of between millennial and Gen Z, yeah. but um, yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say, like, I identify as a millennial. Because <laughs> you just don't want to be a Gen Z. Yeah, yeah, yeah. because I was skeptical about TikTok. Or, and I know my Lion King references, so I yeah. think that one, yeah. like, You pass. Counts. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Part of the, you're part of the crew. We accept yeah. you. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> we'll accept you as honorary. Yeah. I've made it. Um, yeah, no, well, um, I, yeah, 21, 22, I didn't really know what my working style well actually no i knew my working style was lone wolf i think that's part of the reason why i felt like i was kind of not in the right place but i mean i just didn't really know what i wanted to do and especially since i thought i was going to go down the science route and i didn't Mm. i just kind of settled in a sense and then you know focused on what i could do within that industry um and then i think once i'd gotten to that status of manager and thinking okay i've fast-tracked my life and i still felt that 
lack of fulfillment, I really started to do some inner work and just focus on what I actually care about, what I actually want. Um, and I found a way to um, utilize my degree indirectly mm. through what I'm doing now. Yeah. Evidence-based fitness is the best. I love it. But also I recognize that I hate being told what to do. <laughs> and even though, even though I didn't have a boss that micromanaged me, like he was awesome. Yeah. I just, I don't want to ask to take two weeks off at the end of the year. That mobility, you know? just God. So yeah. happens to you too, Jacks, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can, can you like turn your neck around? Too like, I actually can't. Can you see? <laughs> <laughs> uh, I can't. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah cool. You need some WD forty, guys. Uh, I need a lot more than that. Yeah. I mean, that's gonna save me. Yeah. Bit of so make a fun of me, you two. So. <laughs> hey, I was in the hot seat. Come a in this. Ago. You come to our studio. You start hanging it on me like twenty it's minutes. In. Come on. What should happen? Because <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> it used to be me, and yeah. lately the tables have turned. It's been great. Yeah. It's like, okay. actually because I tend to pick the guests. Yeah. Right. Yeah. True. <laughs> what are you sending the message? Like make fun of Jason now? Yeah. Look, we can gang up later on. Nah. It's cool. all about yeah. clout. It's all about clout. People like it when we tease you. Yeah. It's true. You know, I found... Oh, actually, this is going off topic, so don't worry. <laughs> so, coming back, yeah, so... You- yeah. Um, what was I saying? Yeah, so I didn't want to have to put in leave for two weeks a year. Mm-hmm. I like being my own boss, doing my own thing. I think that's when I recognized, okay, I think I need mm-hmm. to be a business owner. It was just a matter of what. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. So, you said you were kind of... How long were you in the industry before you started our program? About a year? No. Or I less. S- I started in May last year. Yep. And then I did stand out PT in October. Yeah, cool. So, so like six months. Yeah, six or so yeah. months. Yeah. So what was the next twelve to six months like after that? Yeah, stand out PT was lit. Because I feel like when you it was lit. Oh, God, <laughs> we're gonna pump up every our, time you say it. Entires, it's yeah. another bonus. Yeah. Uh, each time. <laughs> um, Send the yeah. invoice later. Not to make Do it. I, a, a, <laughs> I was about to say with my commission. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I don't no, even say that lightly. Code, Mary. Yeah, <laughs> not to make it an ad for us, but like no, I'm, I, I'm just curious to see because like the goal for us obviously is to be like this is moving from clients running you, running your business for you, and you like working a job mm. to hopefully when people leave, it's like they run a business. Yeah. So I'm curious if that was your experience and what that was like. What you what stands out to you like before it was like this, after it was like this. Yeah, I think before I had a lot of. Um, different puzzle pieces like you know when you're online you just get bombarded with so much information it's like you kind of know what to do it's just a matter of like creating a good like rubric or like a roadmap out Mm -hmm. of it and also like you hear a lot of like headlines like oh you need to make content for your ideal client you need to know what your ideal client is but it's like okay i know the headline but like give me the details you know Mm. um yeah give me the how and also um help me put it all together Mm. so i think because i was already kind of tuned in to like business and just I'm a curious person by nature but I think it really helped take the thinking out of it and just give me step-by-step instructions to follow which was great um and also it helped me get my finances in check because I was horrific with money Mm. before like I did not know anything (laughs) about finance so yeah that was really really big um barefoot investor was great too yeah um and then of course just having mentors like people to like bounce ideas off of um I'd never really had a business mentor before until you guys um, so I think it is ultimately what you make of it. Um, you know, people are going to give you the tools. It's just up to you whether to use them or not. And I think I did a pretty good job at that. And I think that's ultimately why. Seems like it. Yeah. It's why I was able to grow. Cause I a hundred percent agree. Like if I didn't have those systems in place, I would have crumbled once all that like, um, demand came through. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. 
Does that answer the question? Yeah, yeah? sure does. Perfectly. Cool. We'll clip that, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting on that commission, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so you go through standout PT, start creating content. What was content like beforehand? Because I know you sort of took a deliberate path to be like, okay, there, there seemed to be a deliberate shift in your content. Yes. Was that conscious or did it just happen? It was conscious. Yeah. Um, okay. So do you remember when Instagram Reels first kind of launched and there was this like really cringy phase where, you know, people were like dancing yeah, to and like pointing <laughs> and shit? pointing to oh, things popping up on the screen. Okay. So my dignity just could not. I could yeah. not. I was like, all right. I Same. And don't get me wrong, I still had my cringeworthy content, just not that. Yeah. So what I did, initially what I did was I'd take a trending sound, lip sync something, like lip sync over it, and then like slap on something on top, like um, when your client checks in with you and X, Y, Z, right? Yeah. And again, I hated doing it. It felt so inauthentic to me. Yeah. Um, and it just was such, it was such a forced type of content. I didn't enjoy yeah. producing it, but yeah. it worked i guess yeah like i got a bit of traction from it it was what was trending at the time and then i started looking into tiktok as i heard okay well the reach is really really good there so just curious sorry to stop you when you say because i'm in this zone as well when hey guys hope you are enjoying this week's episode if you are please remember to like share and subscribe don't forget to head to the website where we have all our free resources gifts products services and merch for you guys to enjoy all right let's head back to the episode you say it worked does that it brought business or it brought engagement uh, it brought engagement which then led to business yeah so you did marketably see because I'm, I'm curious like people that are pursuing trends like we did a, a tiktok kind of course it was like mm. basically the course was search the top five videos in fitness right now copy them mm. and same as you it's like oh, it kind of just feels a bit ugh. yeah, yeah. Um, but like like you said it gets more reach it gets more more likes and yeah. shares and all that kind of stuff but does it actually bring people into your business i think the landscape has changed a bit since then but like mm. if we're talking six to nine months ago yes it, it did, did. Yep. yeah um but i think people just see how phony and awkward it is and there's yep. only very few in, like content creators that can do that well yeah so um like i even remember i think it was revive stronger you know steve yeah, yeah like i remember he started dancing and i and it just didn't work like he did it for three videos and stopped yeah. because it's just not everyone can do it and he has fantastic content like he's yeah. blown up in other ways it's yeah. just not for everyone yeah. and i think this is kind of where i intentionally shifted i'm like okay what is my style because mm. if you can figure out what your style is and you can make good content that you're actually passionate about then you'll still get the traction and that's how i blew up it wasn't from those like kind of cringe teeny bopper videos sure yeah. it kind of put me on the map gave me a few thousand views per um, video but the blow up came from me developing my own style yeah you know and mm. having like authentic content so um I, I totally agree with the approach of like looking at the trending topics looking at the trending videos and putting your own spin on it mm. um but yeah i definitely think people are starting to recognize um authentic content and and i think that's what does well yeah mm. in both the tiktok space and instagram yeah so when you say your style what what is that yeah, so I um my very first TikTok talking video was where I experimented with this style, which was a very like nonchalant, relaxed style video. I think I was speaking about like reverse diets and like, you know, having a damaged metabolism from years of yo-yo dieting and eating mm. more to build it up. 
Um, and it was so casual, like my hair was in a mess. I was at home, probably sitting in bed or something. Half my videos that went viral actually was me sitting in bed, <laughs> I kid you not. And it was just me talking to the camera. And I didn't think it would do well, but I'd done a bit of research and I'd started looking into it. And I was so sick of the other content that I was doing. So yeah. I'm like, okay, let's yeah. just try this out. And I got like 10K views highest view count and I thought okay wow this is actually working so I started making more and more of them and I think as I made more I started to tap into my natural um, style and mm. I guess I kind of looked at the people that I resonated with so you know I really resonate with your style so like you guys are very direct um who else like you know Jackson Peos yeah mm -hmm. yeah like he's got like this no bullshit cutthroat attitude and I freaking love it um a bit of um Ben Carpenter as well yep. Biolane so basically like <clears throat> white dudes in their 30s <laughs> you know i think that says a lot about me <laughs> you know so i thought okay well these are the guys that i resonate with the most i can't be that chirpy happy yeah. you know positive person it's just not me so i started to create content in that tone yeah and um even though i got a lot of backlash for a lot of those videos the videos that like you know upset a lot of people also the videos where i got the most clients from yeah yeah um, actually, I, think, I think that just yeah. comes with the with the territory though like i i didn't realize like you could have a look at even on facebook when you post a reel it goes there and mm. then they facebook chooses whether you can see the comments or not yeah so okay. then i turned it on yeah and it's just like trolls yeah just like yeah. picking little bits like two or three words within the video like yeah. i'm like really we're getting semantic here <laughs> like and i think that that just comes you you just have to learn to sit with that like a couple of times i was like i don't know how i feel about that yeah like like this dude coming after me and I like went on his profile yeah. and I'm like, oh, he's fucking, you know, he's small. He's this. <laughs> you know, it's like, I could fucking outbench him. And then I'm yeah. just like, ah, oh, fuck that. Like, yeah. you know, it's, it's like two or three people yeah. that are going to come after you with the pitchforks. And then it's like, you've got, how many people did you help with that video or got well, the opportunity to? That's yeah. when you just do a reply just to drive traction. Yeah. It's like the more comments, the better. So it's like, That's how true. do I poke this bear again? Yeah. You're way better than that at me. Because I'll just go straight for the jugular. Yeah. yeah. So I've got to learn probably this. Yeah. yeah there's not a bit go for the throat. ego you got to push to the side. Yeah. But yeah. Um, sometimes, you know, when you reply back to a troll with like a snarky comment and like use their own words against them, yeah. like it, yeah. it's, it's a hit. And it's, yeah. yeah. The way yeah. I've always looked at it is like, if my client read this, mm. would they think I'm a dick or they're a dick? Yeah. yeah, And that if I can put it through that filter and be like, okay, so I'm not going after them. There's no mm. personal comments. There's no just like, I'm just, you said this and that doesn't make sense. Mm. And if someone yeah. else read that, I would be comfortable with them reading yeah. it and comfortable that like, this is how I communicate and who I am. Mm. Yeah. Like it or you don't. But I think you, you, you making content, you have to make content knowing that there's going to be sides. Well, because if you're that person uh, who arguably you have to aim for it. Yeah, because if you're that person mm. who makes the content where it's trying to please everyone, you hit you hit no with one. nobody. Yeah. yeah. You know, so you're that that's what I mean by it comes with the territory. It's like if anything, like as I reflected and those comments started to become more and more prevalent, I was like started to see themes of them that were like, you know, middle aged white dudes yeah. with fucking mustaches and shit. Yeah, and I'm like, yeah. okay, so you're just bored at home, like, <laughs> you know, just wanting to get a rise out of somebody yeah. and you don't really work out as well. So it's like, irrespective of what demographic it is, yeah. it's like you have to have camps. Yeah. Because yeah, you, yeah. you want to hit with a camp and it's like they're your, they're your yeah. people. Yeah. The and people 100%. I've been sort of tuning into lately and trying to learn lessons from are like Schultz. 
the lo- the uh, Paul boys, True Geordie, <coughs> like these YouTube sort of stars. And it's like, I, I watched the True Geordie episode with Logan. Um, and like, he came in, I don't know if he was actually hungover, but he came in that he was hungover. And I was like, I don't know if this is an act or it's real. But every time he spoke, he did it on shorts and stuff as well. He was like, you could just see his brain just like, mm. how do I maximize this? Yeah. And then he'd come out with something divisive. It's like a lot of people are going to think you're a dick and yeah. a lot of people are going to like you and that's but it works. That's what you need to happen. Yeah, because then you get to you get them arguing in, in the comments as well, right? Yep. You get your tribe. Exactly. And your yeah. tribe. And, your tribe and gets that, stronger. They hate the mm-hmm. other tribe And they tribe start further. just going back and forth, And right? then you make, what do you make? $45 million on yeah. YouTube last year? Yeah. Crazy. Like, yeah, groupthink is definitely a double-edged sword. Like it's... Like extremist views are always going to pop off mm. and I think you just have to if you can't beat them join them you know if you can't yeah. um, you know try to find middle ground I think at the end of the day you just have to accept that that's the reality of being online yeah, yeah um, like- and as long as you can like stand your ground you know like you have to be really strong because like I've had some really, really bad hate comments, like hundreds of comments on a video yeah, just yeah. because I said something about body positivity. I knew that was I the saw video. that one. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I lost like 2000 followers from that. But you know, like I think over time I've developed that thick skin where I'm not obsessive about it. I'm not like refreshing to see what new comment has come up because yeah. that definitely happens at the start, but mm. you do have to kind of filter it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like you said, comes with the territory. 100%. Was that yeah. a conscious thing for you? Were you like, I know this will be divisive, but I want to say it anyway. Yeah. yeah. And I pick them wisely. Like one in every, what, 30 videos will be mm. explosive. Yeah. And I do that on purpose because firstly, part of me is just like, I can't be bothered dealing with this, you know? <laughs> every every video. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. I don't want to be labeled as that person because I definitely yeah. think that if you go too far onto one extreme. You've got to still offer could... value, right? Yeah, exactly. And yeah. you don't want to be known as that person because it's like, well, the reason I've started this account is for business, if I'm yeah. being honest. So yeah. I don't want it to detract from that, yeah. you know, mm. but at the same time, having a little bit of um, controversiality is a good thing, yeah. makes you stand out. And it's also not intentional. It's actually what I, f- what I care about and what I genuinely believe. Like yeah. that video I posted because like body positivity was a trending topic at the time and everyone yeah. was putting their two cents in. Yeah. And I just had to say my piece, but yeah. I'll be very selective with what... Um, controversial views i'll post yeah mine usually start as like a really blunt and sort of aggressive point and then it's like i write it down the first time and it's you still read it back and you're like yeah it could be said better mm-hmm. and then by the time it actually makes it to a video format it's like okay it's it's an articulate articulate version of mm. the fuck you thought that i had at the start but it the, i think the balance is trying to find keeping enough of that Mm. that you still have your tribe and your people resonate, not vanilla wash it so much that they don't care enough and it doesn't piss anyone off. Yeah. Because yeah, I think like getting unfollowed, there's one way to look at it that it's great. Yeah, because like, you're filtering out all the bullshit. Yeah, And yeah. you're attracting people you actually want to work with. Yeah. Um, you do have to dial it yourself. That's just the reality of being, you know, us. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, what's the... Most controversial take you've posted? Oh, we, we used to ones. get hate from vegans. From Every time we posted about vegans, it yeah, it did. Mm. But it's not a trend. Like vegan hasn't been a thing lately. <coughs> no. Yeah, it's not as controversial anymore. No, no. Um, we don't get as much anymore as what we mm. used to. Yeah, the, when when we used to post tech videos, like because we were, you yeah. know, not 
the site built like the side of a house. Yeah. yeah. We used to get a lot of trolls on that. Like, these guys aren't even big. Yeah, more you know? trolls mm. yeah. than mm. anything. Yeah. yeah. It was, so then Ben would just go back and forth with them forever because yeah. he likes doing that stuff. Yeah. That's fun. It is fun. Yeah. Oh, I, when yeah. they did the plus size model on Cosmo or whatever it was. Yeah. yeah. An episode yeah. On that. yeah. The pitchforks came out for okay. that as well. Yeah. 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 So, so you've got like, common ground there. I was going to say, I, I don't think no matter what, you, if you talk about body positivity like that, you, yeah. people are going to come up here. It's too polarizing. Yeah. Oh, actually, we yeah. Yeah, have got some hate about the mindset stuff as well. How can you hate on having a tough mentality? Nah, so calling, oh, out, the, calling out coaches um, that have become mindset coaches because they don't have the skill set to be uh, just coaches. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's got some big pushback as well. Um, if the shoe fits, though. What about the? Uh, oh, we we spoke about something. Remember the dude who's talking about like uh, it's modern day slavery to work, like because we'll talk about like the hustle, the the mindset to like yeah, you know, just work hard and yeah. He was yeah, saying yeah. like that mentality is like modern day slavery, and we should live in the woods and yeah, you know, like um, not have to work and stuff. And I'm like, well, you have the choice to do that. It's just you'll be hunting for your food. Yeah. And probably building your own roof over your head. Yeah, yeah. And you'll probably die at 40. Yeah. <laughs> which is what people used to do hundreds yeah, so of years ago. It was, it was like... <laughs> it's like, you have a choice, bro. Do it. Yeah, it was to stop calling out hustle culture, I think. Yeah, like, well, we were... Yeah, just culture, like, people like don't work hard enough and, you know, like, yeah, they just like expect everything on a silver platter and stuff. They're yeah. coming after us saying yeah. that that's yeah. a bad mindset to have. Well, because everything just falls into your, on, on your plate, right? You know, and they were working, yeah, working so nine to five in office jobs, and like got triggered by the hustle, and like, yeah. oh, dude, and coming at us is, for the is, prices of mortgages as well. Is, we started using that. I'm like, bro, I don't dictate the price of things, man. Like, we don't set the market. Yeah. But your, your nine to five corporate job isn't a hustle, just to let you know. But You're yeah. validating my feelings, man. Yeah, I'm sorry, but, but I'm not. <laughs> Get with the time. You can uh, feel how you need to feel. It's a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it happens with everyone. It does. Yeah. It you does. just need a bend, or unless you like to argue with people, you just need a bend to send them. I'm like, all right, Ben, go get them. Yeah. Okay. Go and argue with them. I might have I'm to put not... you on my payroll. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Just, yeah. You can just audit the TikTok you can channels. Give me PR. <laughs> yeah. I don't know actually if you want to do that. <laughs> oh my god, my sister says that all to me. She's like, can I please be like your PR manager because yeah. too much hate, Mary. <laughs> she's like, do you really like this? Because she's like the type to be like oh, I don't know how you can handle this like kind of attention. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, any publicity is good publicity. Yeah, and like. Even for myself, I very, very rarely comment on a video that I like. Mm. I'll like it. And if I really like it, I'll probably share it to somebody. But I'll very rarely comment. Not that I comment much hate these days because I'm too busy and grown up a little bit. But like if something really triggers me, I might comment on that. So mm. I think you can't measure, well, fuck, I got 100 comments and 80 of them are attacking me. But it's like, well, yeah, because only people, the only people that are going to comment are the people that are pissed off. 100%. The people who yeah. like it aren't going to bother. Yeah. Human just nature like, is to great. focus on negative anyway. Yeah. 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 So it's, yeah, I think it's important to understand the user engagement as well and how you behave as a, like a social media user. Mm -hmm. You're not going to comment on something you really like. So Very true. don't expect yeah. that ratio to be even. And if you're getting if you're getting that feedback when you get those inquiries and stuff, like we get it a fair bit. It's like, hey, you know, being a, f uh, a follower of the podcast and yeah. the and the channel, and really enjoy the content you yeah. guys deliver and think it's one of the best out there. Yeah, it's like if you're getting inquiries and people are saying that, yeah. you're you're here on it. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You, you know, yeah, mm. it's just yeah, I guess a bit of a lesson if you're trying to please everybody. Yeah, maybe have a look at that. Yeah, so got. 
business system sorted out, sorted out finances, and then you move to TikTok. Yeah. Tell us the story from there because it's cool. Yeah. No, it's pretty <laughs> cool. Yeah. So um, I started talking to the camera, gave up on the um, little Dances. skits and stuff. I never yep. danced. Never. Do not ever <laughs> say that I danced. No. <laughs> so we can go through the archive. Someone's going to come for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I'm sure if there was a video of me dancing, I would have deleted it by now. <laughs> um, but yeah, put that on my tombstone. She never danced on TikTok. <laughs> um, Still so, part of the circle then. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I just started talking to the camera, saying my piece, a little bit unfiltered, very, very... Um, what's the word spontaneous like i didn't have any like content scripted uh, yeah stuff, no yeah. Co- no scripts um no content calendar or strategy yeah. just whatever i was feeling i just went out on a whim and i said it and it mm. just worked so well yeah nowadays i have more of a structure the quality of the content is a lot better more produced mm. um that's just based on what i'm trying to um i guess market yeah. and mm-hmm. um, make me look a little bit more professional but um that was kind of the come up just very casual kind of videos um equal parts value bit of controversiality sprinkle in some dark humor and that's the recipe for the success of me um and so yeah i did that and got a ton of um inquiries i think throughout november december and january so three months i think i had like 150 applicants which is wild crazy i just didn't expect it and i had systems it wasn't as automated as it is now so there was Mm. definitely a lot of follow-up and stuff but um i thought yeah mama i made it you know (laughs) so i started taking on a lot of girls got to that you know 40 i capped it at 40 i didn't want any more than that and um that's kind of where i burnt out because i was just saying yes to everybody Mm. even though i knew who my ideal fit was i wasn't screening them properly Mm. um and i was just working like all summer you know Mm -hmm. so i was just burning myself into the ground Um, And I didn't really have time to reflect, you know, run some numbers, see what the success rate was, um, you know, find, tweak certain things here and there, elevate my systems, because there's always going to be that continual professional development. I didn't really have the time for that. Um, And I also just burnt out with content. Like I just needed a break, Mm. Um, especially because I'm not going to lie, some of those comments were starting to get to me, especially when you get to that fragile point where you know anything can trigger you i was yeah, overworked yeah. run down and not getting yeah. fulfillment mm. from like 50 yeah. percent of my client base yeah and yeah. so i kind of just went dark on tiktok for a while um stopped taking on as many clients and that's kind of what triggered the move to bali i, I kind of got to a point where like i had lost my inspiration i felt a little bit lost in my direction like where mm. my business was heading um and yeah, I, I, I kind of needed to recalibrate and just redefine certain things. So, you know, that alongside other personal aspirations, like I actually just want to live in another country for a while yeah, yeah. Um, and just get out of Melbourne so after two years. had to lift years. up to the stereotype, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, I just had <laughs> to. Couldn't have picked another country, right? <laughs> I know, right? I just wanted, yeah, I just wanted like to. Online coach, Bali synonymous yeah <laughs> exactly no i just wanted to race with um a police officer on my yeah. scooter <laughs> I just had to, <laughs> to get off the bucket list um but yeah i moved to bali because it's close to home yeah you know every second person's an online coach there mm. just made sense right um and that's kind of where everything settled in for phase two i would say in my business which mm-hmm. is kind of where i'm in now um yeah i redefined my ideal client avatar mm-hmm. redefined you know who I would like to work with and also what 
Snatched stands for. Not that it was a drastic difference. I just, I think I just sharpened the um, definition. Yeah. Um, you know, I stopped taking on so many clients. In fact, I think I had about like maybe 60% of the clients that I had before, but I was able to charge more, a lot more yeah. fulfilled, which I was happy with. And it kind of was the quiet time that I needed. You know, Bali is very much like a slow lifestyle, which I think I needed here. Yeah. It's very, very go, go, go. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I just had the time to think, you know, I wanted to switch directions with my content as well. Um, and so, yeah, I was able to do all of that in Bali, um, leveled up all of my, um, my equipment, like camera, yeah. mic, Yep. you know, did the whole shebang. Mm. Um, and yeah, I'd say that's kind of where I am today, focusing more on quality rather than quantity. Yeah. And um, yeah, just making it a little bit harder to work with me because I don't want to work with everyone. Yeah. And mm. it's kind of the natural progression of things. Yeah, that's cool. Like it ties into that content conversation too, of just like you care. There's a smaller group of people that you want to make your content for. So then you can tailor that a little bit more mm. and you can make it feel more organic so i know like for us like we've talked a lot about the stc fit channel over the last couple of years we've had different people run that side of the business and all that kind of stuff and jason and i have always felt like oh it's not because it's not exactly who i coach what do i say what do i not say i have to really sit back and think about well who's the person mm. whereas like now as it evolves where it's just us running it and like talking about our own coaching and stuff it's it's so much easier to just be like this is who I want to talk to. Yeah. And if you don't agree with me, you weren't going to be my client anyway, so I don't care. And it allows you to like specialize. Like I don't want to be sitting here talking about the basics of macros. Yeah. Like it's so boring, you know, when you're just repeating (laughs) it over and over. It's like, I want to talk about specifics, you know? And Mm. I think, you know, through being able to find that niche within a niche and Mm. like target specific people, Mm. you're talking about things that you care about, but also things they're going to understand. Yeah. You know, and Mm. I think that's reflective in like, my new content as well like it's definitely taken a step beyond the general health and fitness space and it's specific things like you know i want to work with women who want to build muscle um Mm. so i made a piece of content about not doing too many mini uh, mini cuts within a bulk Mm. if you're a you know a beginner someone who's probably fresh out of an eight-week challenge probably don't even know what i'm talking about yeah Yeah. but it's like the people that i want to work with know exactly what i'm saying yeah 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 that's cool all right so that was a lot of formal talk. How's mm-hmm. Bali? Oh, lit, man. <laughs> nah, it's um slow lifestyle, which is good. Not going to lie, the inner Melbourneian towards the end was like, all right, it's time to go back to that um concrete jungle, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, it was good, though. Definitely got the tan I needed. Um, although the, the gym culture, there's shit. I was just about to ask what so the bad. fitness culture is like. I didn't it's think like, it would be good. It's like stepping into like the 90s. Yeah. Like you've just gone back in time. Like even the PTs, like I was at one of the best gyms in Chengdu, right? And the oh, PTs I think there. Yeah, I know you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I'm not going to say yeah. the name. <laughs> I, I think I know the one you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, it, well, there's two. One of them is like walking through your Instagram explore page. Like every yeah. single fitness yeah. influencer is there. Yeah. And it's just like, I don't know. It's just not a vibe for me. So I went yeah. to the other one. Okay. Which is probably. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, that one is very interesting because like the pts there not to throw shade just do things the way a pt would have 20 years ago so mm. you know you're talking like forced stretching you know on the floor with your client yeah doing like 
bicep curls whilst your client is sh- supposed to be chest pressing. It's like, okay, are you spotting or are you doing yep. your biceps, you know? And then you're supersetting that with wall balls, supersetting that with a sprint. Yeah, um, uh, yeah it was pretty um, rudimentary. Just random stuff. Random, yeah. yeah. Um, and pretty sure everyone was juicing. <laughs> but um, yeah. No. <laughs> oh, actually, the only people who weren't were like the the female tourists who would come and lift yeah. their two kilo dumbbells. Like yeah. very, very old school. Like I, yeah. I, it made me realize how lucky we are in Australia. Like how ahead we are. Yeah. I, yeah. Like as they say, we're the fit, fitness capital of the world. I um, think Melbourne too. Specifically, think, yeah. yeah. Like everyone that comes from really used, used to come. Yeah. Yeah, bro. Everyone that used to come because <laughs> it's been two years. Since oh yeah, true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone's yeah. left since. I just feel like we've lost the title for everything. Yeah. Because our city yeah. got so shit. Well, yeah, but they <laughs> they yeah. would always say like, "Fuck, like booking tours in Australia, it sucks that it's so far away, but we can always sell out here because the PTs are so driven to learn and the standards yeah. so high and blah blah blah. So it's like, yeah, as much as look, I." I Again, won't name the gym, but I've seen some shit recently that I'm like, oh, I thought we were past that, but okay. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> definitely not. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think comparatively to other places in the world. Even America, mm. you know, like it. the fact that it shocks me that people still operate in that way just yeah. goes to show how advanced we are. And it's almost like yeah. we're entitled to certain gym environments. Like yeah. when I go into the gym, every second person like is using a tripod, filling out their program. Yeah. They have all their equipment with them and it, just automatically rubs off on you mm-hmm. um, and it just creates such a great culture Yeah, and I think you get entitled to that. So that was definitely something I missed in Bali. Yeah, Like yeah. I 100% lost muscle there just because firstly, it's really hard to train in the humidity yeah. but secondly, that environment just wasn't really there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's yeah. so important, right? Yeah. Just mm. like if everyone else around you is like dedicated, driven, yeah. it still rubs off. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like the nutrition side would be the hardest thing for me. Yeah, like yeah. it was hard. Like, what about access to like the foods that you would normally eat to attain your goals? Like, was it tough or weight loss was easy because I got barley belly. <laughs> 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 um, but yeah, it, you get a lot of healthy options, but definitely low on the protein side. Yeah, yeah. yeah so protein so challenging. Mm. Yeah, yeah. I relied on supplements a lot, and they're like not cheap there. Yeah, yeah. of course. Um, but no, like the quality of the food is really good, especially in like the main touristy area, like around Seminyak and Changu. Mm. Um, if you go up to Ubud, that's like considered the um, health guru um, yeah. capital. Yeah. It's kind of where, like there's a term, the Ubudians, which are very much into like um, crystal healing yeah. and, you know, yoga retreats yeah. and vegan lifestyles and like yeah. drinking salt water. Um, I think they did like a bonfire sacrifice or something in my last week there. Yeah, they, they do some interesting wacky stuff, but I mean- What are they sacrificing? I don't know. There was like well, Vikings. The- those, people, <laughs> those people that you were talking about that went missing. Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the they, fuck? Well, they just had this like burning man, um, and it, and then they just started doing rituals and stuff. Yeah, and yeah. yeah I, I wasn't there, but like I. Heard I really from- hope it was a goat, not a person. Mm. I don't know, man. <laughs> Although know. the irony of the vegan lifestyle yeah. with an animal sacrifice. Yeah. Enjoy that. Or a burning person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe it was um, symbolic of capitalism or something. Yeah, burn, burn the patriarchy down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's messed up. Yeah, no. So, um, yeah, the food there wasn't that great. I don't think they used seasoning. But um, in the main part of um, Bali, like the tourist center, it was pretty yeah, decent. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There you go. Yeah. So, we won't pick that place for our training camps. Yeah, when we finally go. Oh, you guys planning on a trip? Oh, for like three years. We yeah, wanted, like we you wanted guys to haven't s- left in a while. No, yeah, yeah, I know. 
We've been just like, it'd be nice to, to just go somewhere, you know, good facilities, just focus mm. on training. Yeah. You know, I don't know if we want to run something formal, just something, you know, less formal. It's just like get everyone together and it's just ah, like, okay. you know, we're going to, we're coming here to train, not to learn. Like yeah. a fitness retreat? Uh, I reckon less, Ish. less than, yeah. Yeah. Okay. We need a different way to, we need a different name so it doesn't yeah. portray Yeah. Because mm. I'm coming, I'm going there for, to, for myself. And I right. just want other people to come who are as serious as me yeah. and we're going to do workouts so, yeah. together. We Got could it. still do like workshops and stuff, but yeah. it's like workshops, not like... Yeah, I'm not presenting on the history of program design. Yeah. It's yeah, like, like we're going to train. To this is what we're going to do well. for the for the 10 days and yeah. it, you know put some social stuff in between. Yeah. And then it's like, we're at the gym every time this time and this is the this is what we're doing for the week. Yeah. So it's and like like a training tour more than yeah, a fitness yeah. retreat. Yeah, and are you planning on something close to Australia? Well, we well, last time we spoke about it was pre-lockdown and it was Bali. Okay. Yeah, um, but now it's probably going to be in Australia. Already. Yeah. Look, yeah. I think there are a few new gyms opening, like warehouse style, because mm. um, it's, it's like the economy is starting to boom now, like heaps of construction. So if you're planning on going like end of the year or something. Maybe we'll I just th- open our gym. Yeah. You know, I was actually considering that. I was actually considering opening a business there mm. just because it's like, again, um, it's stereotypical Australian who goes yeah. to Bali and gets real estate, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it's too expensive back home. No, nah, but um, it's a huge gap in the industry over there. Just like having a massive Deramit style gym there. Yeah. Um, mm. And, you know, not overcharging. Like most of the gyms, the casual entry is like 20, 30 AUD yeah. um, per day. Yeah, I reckon I paid 120 bucks for a week. Yeah. yeah. That's, gym miles, yeah. They know they can do that. Yeah. Yeah. Because mm. there's no... Because going home. Yeah. There's no competition mm. either. Yeah. You know, so like if you opened up like a massive warehouse style gym, with like yeah. proper equipment, you know, decent it. pricing, you'd make a killing. Let's and I think it. you'd like. I'm in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sold it to me. Well, <laughs> just I mean, like Shark I, just Tank gave, or... I just gave you my business idea. <laughs> <Just like> Shark... <laughs> so, am I going to get a cut? <laughs> Episode of Shark Tank. <laughs> yeah, we'll go yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah. Fuck right, it. Done, Let's do it. Done, yeah, done. more the merrier. Yeah. Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to live there. So you can live there and just okay, you can run can... it and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not allowed to. My wife won't let me move there. We'll just try. I bought a house. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's not a good time. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm moving. Yeah, yeah. I I sussed out Switzerland when we got back from Europe. Oh yeah, and it was thirty two hundred dollars a month Aussie, in what? for a one bedroom, like one living, like two two what, room studio? house basically. Yeah, like so bedroom, studio, thirty one hundred bucks a week. What? Yeah, I was like, wow. guess not. All those offshore accounts in yeah. Switzerland are yeah. starting to pay yeah. off. Yeah. Eh? yeah, and then you you yeah. add like coffees eight dollars. Oh my like God. eating out is like I don't think we ate out for under like one hundred fifty bucks. You're joking. Yeah, so no idea. that was cross that off the list. Okay. Which is why everyone goes to Bali. That makes sense. Cheap. Yeah, 100%. exactly. Yeah. yeah, really, really sustainable. Like, I think I was living off, how much was I living off? Maybe like five, six hundred bucks a week for everything, food, accommodation, yeah. transport. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah, and I did a fair bit of travel. Like, I lived around a few different places in Bali. Yeah, it's um, So, yeah, it's really, really affordable. Um, how long were you there in total? Like, almost four months. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that, that was the plan, four months. Yeah. Um, dip my toes in the water. And mm. then see how it goes. I think next year. Plans to go back? Mm, not Bali. Somewhere else? I'm really hoping on doing Turkey and mm. Croatia. Yeah, nice. I think they're good places to live. Like, they're not too expensive. I mean, got to take advantage of the crazy Turkey, inflation Turkey over there. Yeah. Pretty cheap. Turkey's Turkey is really cheap. cheap. Yeah. And I think Croatia too. And it's also relatively safe if you're yeah. like a lone female traveler. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm thinking of that. Um, yeah, one of my clients is an online coach and she's doing like everywhere. Yeah. I think she had, um, the only place she's had real issues being by herself and like a mid 20 year old female, I think it was Morocco. 
Oh, yeah. Um, she was just I would like, not do that. Her friend went home on like the second of the five days there and she was like, I haven't left. It's like, I just mm-hmm. go get food and come back. It's terrifying. Yeah. I yeah. can imagine. I would not do the Middle East or even like, I really want to do Central America or yeah. like just Latin America, but I'd wait till I'm married till I do that. Yeah. I am yeah. I I want to go and I'm married and I don't want to take Amy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's what I mean. I'll come yeah. with you. Yeah. We'll go. Yeah. We'll go on our honeymoon. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's I'm in. <laughs> Sounds great. <laughs> Yeah, cool. So, how was uh, like you were an online PT in Melbourne, but yeah. how was going to another country and like I'm an online PT and I live in Bali and yeah, all of that. Yeah, I was mean, it different? Not really. It wasn't that different. Um, although, not to toot my own horn, I definitely think I was probably one of the best online coaches there, just comparative to a lot of the people that I met. Cause I met a lot of online coaches and entrepreneurs and people. And yeah. again, Australia is just so far ahead of the game. Yeah. Like um, in terms of our knowledge and our people skills um, mm. and just like being a good online coach. Mm. Um, yeah. I definitely met like a lot of Americans, a lot of um, Russians as well in the health and fitness space. Um, and yeah, like they were making bank. They look great. But then it's like when I started following them, because I was also thinking about like collabing and stuff. And then yeah. I'm yeah. like, okay, wait, do I actually want to collab with this person? Do I actually resonate with their values? Yeah. yeah. Like, wait, no, nah, I don't think so. So, um, yeah, like there's like heaps of people you could meet there that are doing the same thing. But one thing that definitely opened my eyes was just how good we have it in Australia and just yeah. like how far ahead we are. Uh, but yeah, now nah, every second person's an online coach there. Everyone's driving around their scooter, shirtless. You can go to all of the um, expat events and stuff which i didn't personally because mm-hmm. um i don't know again it's just like walking through your instagram explore page and yeah yeah it's just a bit of um yeah bit interesting um <laughs> um and what else yeah I, i'd say it's pretty much so do you have clientele global now because like yeah i've got a few americans yeah uh had a few girls from the uk mm-hmm. um and one from Greece, actually. Yep. But majority mm. are Victorians. Yeah, I th- it's yep. interesting because, like, a lot of the... Because I've pushed into the States and stuff before. And it's almost like because their standard is, like you said, mm. a bit behind, it's almost like what we do doesn't appeal to them. Because mm. I haven't seen seen it before. And like you said earlier, like, having the conversations that we have with normal people that go to the gym here is, like, super advanced Mm. that their PTs aren't even talking about over there. So yeah. I, I just wonder, like, yeah, in terms of the global market, mm. how well advanced coach, advanced coaching that we consider it actually works over there. So from what I've heard, like, from my American girls who've had coaches before and from what I've seen, like, I think this is focusing on one specific type of online coach. I'm sure there are great coaches yeah, there and yeah. outliers, but like the type to text them their workout the day of, you yeah, know, yeah, that yeah. kind of thing. Um, yeah. And I think it's still very embedded in like the Instagram influencer culture. They're yeah. the ones that tend to blow up um, as coaches. I think the reason we don't appeal as much is because like Australians, I think value the education side of things more so than how good you look. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think that's a huge part of it. Whereas America's all glamorized and, yeah. and whatnot. Yeah. But I think they're coming along pretty nicely. Like, I think overall the standard is increasing. And at the end of the day, we're the ones that are going to have longevity. So, yeah. Mm. yeah, I think all the international clients I've had have either like 
went to college for like exercise science or something similar, like physiotherapists, all of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, the gen pop that you like, you get the follow, follow back, check out their accounts and it's mm-hmm. like still doing jumping jacks and like jump squats and shit like that. And I'm like, I know that happens here, but it's obviously a different market mm. um, that I've found anyway. It may be there. I just haven't seen it. But also- and to be fair, like probably 80% of my client book here, I qualify PTs. Yeah, that's so. true. But also I think the um, American sports is really big. So yeah. you've got like a lot of pilometrics focus, a yeah. lot of like, you know, speed and agility. And I think that's just what works the best. Yeah, and also I think ways, we're just a richer country. People have more money to spend here, to spend on things that are technically non-essential as yeah. opposed to Americans. Yeah, definitely in the middle class, hey. Yes. It's like they just have a big gap. Yes. Yeah, you either have heaps or none. And um, if you have yeah. heaps, like you hire... Yeah, so someone to come to your house yeah. and shit. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. Whereas so, here, everyone's got a coach, I feel. Like, in the middle class. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the culture's definitely swung to that. Yeah. yeah. Um, were there any lessons, like you said, you kind of slowed down once you got to Bali? What were the main things you came home with? Like, this is where I'm going now. Um, okay, so the main theme of that time was becoming more desirable and stepping into my authority. Yeah. Um, definitely felt like I had that streak of people pleasing and, yep, no worries, I can help you with everything. And I think I just recognize that that's not it. That's not mm. what's going to give me that fulfillment. Um, mm. And it just changed. It, it wasn't anything groundbreaking. It was just more so it came out in the subtleties in my tone. Like, for example, if I get on a, um, an inquiry call with a client – or sorry, a prospect, you know – I feel like I'm interviewing them just as much as they're interviewing me. Yeah, 100%. And I'm like, even when I created my website, I had a section on who I don't work with. And so I'm constantly screening, constantly, um, you know, incorporating certain keywords. Yeah. Like, you know, I don't want to work with X, Y, Z. And mm. if you have these qualities, you're, you've come to the right place. And so automatically it makes you... It's like you're playing hard to get in a sense, yeah. which mm. makes people more likely to want to work with you. Because, you know, when you say, I don't work with people who are after quick fixes and want to drop weight just before a holiday, they're like, oh yeah, that's just like me. Yeah. You know, or I work with someone who recognizes the value in mindset transformation. Yep, mm. that's me. And it's like, the more that you clarify, the more people want to fit into that, yeah. um, you know, that persona. So that was a huge thing for me. Um, and yeah, just saying no a lot more than I say yes mm. and having those boundaries. Mm. Um, what else? I'd I, I say that's probably the biggest thing. Um, and then just refining my systems and processes. Like for me, like I said earlier, connection is a really big thing mm. um, for me. I want to feel connected. So I switched a few things in my business model. So for example, I was doing room check-ins. Mm. I switched to calls every week. Um, like a 15, 20 minute chat through um, video call. It really helped take the assumptions out because, you know, you always want to probe deeper. You always want to ask more questions. um, And it just allowed me to do that. I feel like I know exactly what's going on in every single one of my Mm -hmm. clients throughout the week. Um, It also helps me troubleshoot and identify red flags faster, you know? Um, So that was a huge thing for me as well. Um, creating content, a lot more content for my private groups, um, eBooks as well, which are coming out soon. Just yep. gave me the time to just, yeah, find inspiration again after yep. hitting a brick wall. Mm. I saw the Discord announcement too. Yeah, That's yeah. Cool. I was gonna and 
yeah, plug that at the end. Yeah. Yeah. So I just switched to Discord and um, I've opened it up to the public as well. So this is for long form content, blog style posts, videos, um, in-depth tutorials, um, community chats as well to share inspo and whatnot. So it's open to anyone who wants to join links um, through the bio on my socials. Mm -hmm. And yeah, essentially, if you want to know what I'm about, if you want to be a part of a community, if you're feeling overwhelmed by what's out there, because there's quite a lot out there. Yeah. Um, and if you want to feel connected, mm. you know, especially if you're not really sure where to go or what you resonate with, it's kind of like, yeah, dipping your toes in with zero commitment. Um, and it's just so much free value um, yeah. that you'll get, you know? So I think it's a good place to start. Yeah. yeah. I like it. Mm. So also I wanted to talk about the shift with your content quality. Yes. So like you said, you've fronted up camera, <laughs> new monitor, Premiere yeah. Pro, all of the yeah. stuff that Tam does that we don't do. We just still use yeah. CapCut. Um, have you seen a reward for that yet? I think it's a bit too early. Yeah. Mm. I definitely have noticed more recognition within, like amongst my peers, like yeah. in the industry rather than it being from like prospects, clients and, yeah. and prospects. Yeah. They're bombarded exactly. with so much though as well. That too, yeah. Yeah. Um, which isn't a bad thing. <clears throat> no. Um, I think that kind of helped me get on this podcast. Um, but yeah, I think I'm getting a lot more recognition just in terms of what I'm saying and also just how it looks good. Mm. Um, but also it's just like I wanted to level up anyway. Like I could mm. keep, you know, posting my iPhone, you know, f uh, videos on TikTok. But I think the caliber is like it's reaching even oh, like high levels yeah. on socials you know everyone's got the animated captions with the emojis on there everyone's got like the b-roll now so it's just like you're competing with everyone else in the market so you kind of have to level up yeah um and yeah again the content itself is a lot more specific and targeted so i'm enjoying yeah. it a lot more i'm definitely going to outsource it though i need my own tam so yeah you can't yeah. have him he's ours Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll back off. Um, yeah. But no, I definitely will outsource it very soon because yeah. it's pretty time consuming. Yeah. But it's a good skill set to have. I um, actually had to outsource, well, didn't have to outsource some of my own stuff Yeah. Um, to, I think it was the, he was in the Philippines. And it was like, it was okay. It wasn't obviously like communicating the message. It's really challenging. Like yeah. Tam's been with us six years, Tam. Yeah, mm. yeah. So five going on six. Um, so he knows the message. Mm. He knows the tone. He knows the us, like inside and out. So to be able to capture what he knows we care about and what our messages and stuff's been really valuable. Mm. But like mm. I sent the the clips weren't too bad, like the speaking clips. But like anything that I needed a training video in, I was just like, yeah. oh. Or just random overlays. That yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Like you don't get this. Yeah. Like we, we just caught like order? me drinking a coffee in yeah. the middle of this the video. Random I was overlay. Like, yeah. Why is that there? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Someone who knows your business is important because it'll come out in the content. And that's 100%. why a lot of people don't outsource because it's yeah. like, you don't know the vision. You don't understand it. It's yeah. hard to find somebody yeah. that has that. It gets that. Yeah. So give you guys a scoop because I haven't even told Jace about it yet, but I found a program. What was it called, Tam? <laughs> no, no, no. The new, um, where the stock videos are. Storyblocks. Mm. So it's like, it's expensive. And I'll put that out there. Dad, I don't think dad sent the transaction yet for the, through the admin account, but 
I'm sure I'll get in trouble for that at some point. Um, but it's it's basically a bunch of uncopyrighted videos that you can use for your overlays. Um, mm. And I actually had fun making. Like, usually I don't mind doing the recording part, but the editing, I'm like, shoot me in the face. Yeah. Like, I actually had fun doing it last night. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is new. I enjoy this. So, like, it, the first reel will go up to, tonight, so last Wednesday for you guys mm-hmm. <laughs> that are listening. Um, but you're able just to drag and drop, obviously, on CapCut. Do your, you do overlays and stuff with training anyway, mm. I think. What's an overlay? Like, B-roll? So, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. 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 So, yeah, you can just take a stock image. So, I've got like a mime clown like shrugging at the start of my video mm. and stuff. So, it's like, oh, this is fun. I can start to put my personality with the overlay as well, mm. which again, like outsourcing, that's the most challenging part. It's like How do you know conveying... the exact meme or gif that you want to use? Yeah, yeah 100%. And, and conveying your personality through that video as well um, becomes really challenging. Because like I think you said about style, my best style is tongue-in-cheek. Mm. So I need me squatting doesn't push the tongue in cheek thing enough. Mm. It's like I want to have like the the quotes like you're allowed to run, you're allowed to train for your fun run, and I just put like an old couple with headphones running down the beach. It's like it's supposed to be like I'm taking a big shot at people like saying that training for body composition, um, was like to be hot for summer and summer bodies are built in winter and stuff is like everyone's anti that right now. Mm. So it's a big pushback on that and it's f- aggressive enough like to call those people out but it's supposed to be tongue-in-cheek so it needs those clips it needs that little bit of edge yeah. to actually convey like i don't hate you i'm just having fun with this content this topic yeah. um so i think outsourcing it is is a real challenge to convey that yeah because it's very hard to define the tone or, mm. or just the um yeah the vibe that that video puts off yeah um, and that's kind of where you need creative direction yeah um but like for me like the like that kind of stuff is the easy part and takes the least amount of time it's you know cutting the bloopers out syncing up the music fixing the audio adding subtitles um bolding certain um words the both stuff that stuff actually like shoot me in the head (laughs) literally like it takes so much time so if i could get someone to do that for me and then i go and throw in everything Mm. else that i want yeah that's like easily 30 percent of the time jace did the the color roll on his subtitles yeah. And I was like, how did you do that? And he's like, I had to edit each one. I'm like, never mind. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Fuck I've that. Done, and the thing is, like, I've done things like that and it just never turns out as good. Yeah. yeah. So I've just accepted that it's just not going to happen. Although I'm probably going to jump on Upwork and find someone from well, the that's Philippines. That's what I use. You know? That's what I use. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think I'll do that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So to finish that story, we got three weeks into a 10 week contract. Yeah. Uh, and his hometown flooded. <laughs> Oh, so no. he sent me this photo of like him and his family standing knee high in water out the front of their house. And then he like edited a few videos that were shit and then disappeared. And I was like, I will have my money back. Thank you. I'm sorry. I know it's really bad time for you, but yeah. I still need the stuff. So What if you said, sorry, it got lost in the flood. Can't, yeah. can't retrieve it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He was good about it. So okay. yeah. Well, yeah it was a shame right. because I think like with a role like that too, and this is, I'm speaking to you, but to everyone. Like with outsourcing stuff like that, you have to prepare to put in time to develop the creator. Mm. Like you're not going to just hire someone from Upwork and they get, and it. get it. Yeah. Unless you pay fucking heaps, which you may as well just get someone local. And then you can actually interact them with them a lot more than what you would on Upwork. The, the trade-off of going in cheap is the communication 
like I would suggest like every week loom video liked this didn't like this next week can we this video yeah. got this much traction this one didn't to, to really maximize that thing and then I reckon within kind of 10 to 12 weeks you'd probably have someone that's pretty close yeah but you would have to train them 100 percent. yeah but also if you have that person who's aligned with the vision and here for the long term not just like oh give me some just like, a contract yeah, yeah yeah and it's just like kind of mindless work um yeah they can help identify like holes yep. and just because they're that external or that objective view they yeah. can help create a better sharper yep. uh, main contention mm. for your content yeah and that's it they do offer like there's a lot of people in there that are like community managers i've learned they're called mm. that like you do the thing so the stuff that goes out to you but all the delivery and the posting and the interaction and all of that sort of stuff messaging your followers and all of mm. that stuff like you said that takes time that you might be able to like you can just push the caption button like you can do that and add them for me all of those things it's finding the right role so then you're still your voice is really solid your message is really solid yeah. in the stuff that comes out yeah having the social me media manager would be amazing yeah but, um, one step at a time yeah 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 awesome any other questions jade no. i'm good i really need to go to the bathroom <laughs> <laughs> that's why i've been quiet <laughs> for the last drink so much drank <laughs> yeah. so much liquid over our podcast and this one yeah I'm like um jumping off this seat nearly so i will say while jason just sits quietly and tries not to pee his pants <laughs> in the corner um it's been awesome to watch, I guess, from when we started working with you to the growth. Just even if like take the Instagram blow up out of it or the, the TikTok blow up out of it and like the quality of the content you're putting out, the message that you're putting out, the consistency to be where you are this early in your career. Like Jason and I look at all you guys and we're like, fuck my life. Like, why didn't we have systems like this when we mm. we yeah. started out? But it's really, really cool to see and you should be really proud of yourself and what you've been able to apply Thank and taking the it. leap from like corporate to just being mm. like yeah. fuck the system i'm gonna do my own thing that's really yeah. really cool unplug from the matrix and that yeah <laughs> <laughs> no i appreciate it but honestly like if it weren't i don't really don't want to sound corny when i say this but i will uh if it weren't for you guys like paving the path and me leaning on mentors i wouldn't have been able to do any of this. So, yeah. um, yeah, thank you, millennials from the Gen Z for um, doing all the hard work. So yeah. we, we had an easy ticket out. <laughs> I appreciate it. Um, thank you. Yeah. And thanks right. for having me on, guys. Shill all your it. stuff. Where all do we good. find you? Yeah, What's that's new? it. What are you doing now? Yeah, What's yeah. coming out? Um, so, uh, as you know, the Discord group just dropped. Mm -hmm. So if you want to get in on the community, get all the exclusive content you won't see on the socials, the long-form stuff, um, you'll find me there. So the link is in the bio on our socials uh, at Snatched Fitness PT, TikTok, Instagram. You can also jump on the website snatchfitness.com.au um, if you want to work with me, um, have a look at what we're about, our results, whatnot. Um, and yeah, I think that's it for now. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Thanks so much Excellent. for coming out. Thank, Thank you, Mary. Thanks. Awesome. See you guys. Bye. Thanks for tuning into the episode. Don't forget to like it if you liked it and subscribe if you loved it and share it with somebody who you think needs to hear it. Don't forget also to head to the website for all our free resources, products, services, and merch. All right, see you next time.